0: Welcome in ladies and gentlemen to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. I'm Billy Ambody. We're kicking off your week really uh, and now I guess the the schedule for the season. You can get used to this right a podcast every Tuesday and then either Thursday or Friday uh, later in the week we'll drop our second podcast of the week but podcasts will drop on Tuesday moving forward now because it is fall camp time and SMU has been on the practice field now for a few practices. They uh, went in full pads for the first time on Monday, um, Sunday and Monday, I believe, and um, Pony Stampede was out there. We had our notebook up on Monday following practice. We'll have some player interviews up uh, on the site and some stories to come from practice as the week rolls along, but uh, wanted to go ahead and kind of recap some of the first few practices, share some interesting tidbits we've picked up over the course of the last few days as Tommy and Matt have been out at practice. Tommy will be along later in the week. We're going to kind of break down exactly what we've seen from practice, but um, I, I really want to kind of focus on um, some of the interesting storylines that are starting to hit, take shape as uh, SMU Fall Camp kind of continues on. So thanks for listening to the Pony Stampede podcast. Uh, you can subscribe, rate, and review the Pony Stampede podcast wherever. You listen to your podcast, but let's jump right in, right? SMU hit the practice field on Friday uh, and Sonny Dykes met with the media. Uh, I don't really think there was too much to take away from that. Uh, for the most part, everything was kind of, I would say, as is uh, for for SMU. We had just talked with Sonny Dykes at AAC Media Days a few weeks earlier, and I think the only thing that um, he really shared with us was – you know Rashad Samples um, joining the coaching staff. I mean, that was the big kind of difference. And and outside of being able to see Shane Bouchelle for the first time uh, on the practice field, those were kind of, I think, the two things that that really stood out uh, the most to me. But overall, um, it was for the most part uh, a pretty tame uh, press conference with with Sonny Dykes uh, and the media on Friday. Uh, you can read. Everything he had to say uh, on Pony Stampede, we transcribed it all, and, and of course have a good, good uh, portion of, of uh, his media availability, uh, media availability uh, on media right, um, on video <laughs> on the site, uh, so you can check that out on Pony Stampede. But look, I wanted to highlight two things, right? Um, let's start with number one. I think everybody's wondering, certainly, how Shane Bouchelle looks in practice, and you know, I think. From everything I've gathered from talking with people is, is he's been excellent, um, and there's no other way to put it. Uh, I think he's somebody that gets the ball out quick. He's accurate. That And going back to the summer when we talked with a lot of the players at AAC Media Days, that's what stood out to them in their seven-on-seven seven sessions with him. is that um, accuracy. That was the, the main thing that was kind of, um, I would say, uh, talked about uh, uh, among the players is accuracy. And then off the field, how he just fit in and kind of was one of the guys. And, uh, you talked with, uh, we talked with Judah Bell and and James Prochet and some of those guys on Monday. And, you know, they said, look, I mean, he's a pretty funny guy and, and he fits in really well. And, um, I I think for, uh, Sonny Dykes so far, he's gotten exactly what he's wanted with, with Shane Bouchel and, um, you know, he talked a little bit about it, so I'm going to play a little audio. We're going to kind of sprinkle in some audio from from Sonny Dykes and some of the players um, throughout the pod, but um, wanted to go ahead and play what Sonny Dykes had to say uh, after watching Shane Bouchelle on day one.
1: Yeah, I think good. I mean, you can tell he's he's uh, you know you can tell he's done this before. Uh, you know, I think that was what drew us to him at the very beginning, just his experience and. and you know, and I think he's he's a pretty calm, cool customer, and I think that's a, you know that's the most probably when you sit down and you say what's the most important thing at quarterback. I think That's
0: probably it. So that was Sonny Dykes on Shane Bouchelle, and look, he's not the only new addition on offense. SMU added Rashad Samples to the staff, and somebody that certainly uh, has raised the credentials of SMU around Dallas State. They um, fo- uh, focused on him on Monday's practice in their, on their Instagram live, uh, and just kind of him, you know, being mixed in with the players and 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 certainly adjusting um as he takes on his first on-field coaching role as an assistant um i think there's two things for me he's going to be huge in recruiting um for smu and he's going to relate really well to the players i think that's there's a good mix on the staff of veteran assistants that have been around college football a long time um and it starts at the obviously the top was, was sunny but then it goes to ret lashley and kevin kane and Trey Haverty and and Chris Brassfield and and Josh Martin and, and AJ Ricker and guys like that. Um, and and Kevin Curtis. And then you've got younger guys like Randall Joyner who's who's got his first on field assistant spot, David Grew's got his first on field assistant spot, and now Rashad Samples. And so I, I think with Sonny Dykes having experience as a wide receiver's coach previously, you add in Grew and you add in uh, samples. I think they've got a good mix of guys that are gonna bring the best out of who they've got and Um, You know, here's what Sonny Dykes, some of what he said about Rashad's samples um, when he was able to really comment on him uh, for the first time.
1: You know, I think he's going to be a huge asset for us in recruiting. Uh, You know, has relationships, knows people, um, you know, and the energy that he brings every day, his ability to communicate with players, with coaches, you know, he's a little bit like the freshman class I just talked about. I mean, he's a young guy, but he's remarkably mature, very polished, um, you know, just, just exactly what you want from a young coach.
0: Pretty high praise from Sonny Dykes and somebody who, over the last year, has hired David Grew, who, who's been around a lot um, prior to that, and then Randall Joyner, and it's worked out for him. So, like the move, again, to uh, hire Rashad Samples. We'll have more on uh, Rashad, kind of how he's fitting in. Certainly, the Dallas connection um, that he has, and, and some of the players um, certainly took, took notice of that. Um, when he was hired. And if you watch the Hilltop um, episode one last night that SMU football released, by the way, I thought it was a great mini production that they put together. And I think it's so much more of a a marketing tool for them this year to uh, showcase the Dallas players. I think that's kind of, you'll start to see more and more of that. Um, But my point is, is, um, uh, and, and actually, uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't on the Hilltop, but still go watch the Hilltop. But it was on um, Rashad Samples' Instagram Live with, with SMU football that you can watch on Pony Stampede, where James Prochet uh, had to basically admit, like, yeah, I grew up watching Rashad Samples in, in eighth grade. And, I mean, that's how close in age these guys are. Um, I Like, I, I think I might be older than Rashad or same age. But um, so that just tells you kind of uh, – you know, where he's at in terms of relating to these players. So look, um, I think it's a great fit um, and we'll kind of move on from Rashad and kind of back to on the field. And And I think for the offense, um, Shane Bouchelle, Will Brown and, and Terrence Gibson have had really, really strong fall camps so far. That's something that's been communicated to me. Um, Shane's really um, forced Will Brown to elevate his game and Terrence Gibson is, is has some great uh, talent that they're, trying to put it all together um, for him. And certainly somebody that's going kind to of redshirt, I think, but has impressed so much in fall camp that they might not, um, you know, think twice about putting him out there and, and letting him get some, some live game action. So I think all three quarterbacks have, have really, really stepped up in fall camp. I think the offensive line is going to be interesting to see kind of how they fit all these pieces together. Um, if you read our practice report, uh, you'll kind of see um, certainly I would say if you're reading it um, how it kind of if you read it let's say uh, from first names mentioned to left and right there's certainly there there's certainly some tweaking uh, but SMU uh, naturally doesn't want um, some of the position groupings out there just yet but um, that's kind of for for you guys to to kind of read some of the tea leaves there, but offensive line certainly getting some tweaks. Uh, A lot of people have have talked to me about just kind of how that group has a chance to be um, improved uh, and might very well be underrated going into the year. I'll have to kind of see it on the field to to see the actual improvement, but they really like where they're at with the offensive line. Um, And look, I I think um, offensively, I mean, you've got the skill position players. It's just about staying healthy and, I I think when, when it is Shane's job, which I think it will be, uh, they'll, they'll be able to really shine. So, um, on the other side of this break, we're going to go to some player interviews and, uh, I'll talk a little bit more about the defensive side of the ball and kind of how things are shaking out over there. So we'll be right back with more of the Pony Stampede podcast after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening to us. Look, as SMU gets into the the, the pads and, and, and the heat of fall camp, um, or the cool, uh, they've been in the indoor practice facility a good bit, but um, I, I think you'll start to see the defense really kind of set the tone for this team. And I don't necessarily think this is going to be a team that has to rely on its defense every single game. But I think Sonny Dykes has, has kind of grown in a way that he's okay with them being this defensive minded, tough football team. And if you had the chance to go out to practice, that's why you've seen certainly as the pads have come on, the defense step up, right? This defensive line is very talented. It's a handful for the SMU offensive line to deal with. and, And they've shown as much in practice. And, and I think um when you go uh and look at um what they've got potentially to you know roll out there in terms of a one, two, and three deep, um, it's impressive. And I I one player I'll highlight is is Zach Abercumbria Abercumbria, the Rice graduate transfer at defensive tackle. He's a man out there. And I don't just mean that as a senior. I mean gosh, there's four or five seniors on that defensive line at, at defensive tackle. Um but he's just very productive, and you can see why he was one of the best in his conference uh, the last couple years. So he fits in really well. I think that's a game-changer for the middle of this defense. He's going to play a lot. He'll probably start, I think, uh, from all indications. And then if SMU can get those waivers on the back end with Chevin Callaway and Cameron Jones, um, you know they'll they'll certainly be um, a, a completely different unit. Um defensively. I mean, they really will. Um, I like what I've, uh, I've heard, um, from Preston Ellison so far this camp. He's played a lot, uh, in the, in fall camp, uh, playing some middle linebacker even. So, um, I like, uh, kind of the direction the the younger players are, are going. Um, and look, um, you know, I think one thing that, um, this defense and this team is really set is, is that, um, you know they they want to go ahead and and cap this with with a conference championship and and um, Pono Davis kind of talked to the media about expectations as somebody who's been through a lot in his few years at SMU uh, he had some insight in terms of um, you know what, what he wants to do for his senior year and then um, certainly as a as a collective unit.
1: I guess I'm waiting for it to still hit me. I just take it one day at a time. You know what I'm saying one one rep at a time. One play at a time. This is that's how we're doing it, so. Your time here so far has been an experience. You get to play with your brother, you've made an impact on defense. Still the final chapter, still to be written. How do you look at what you've done here and how you want to finish
0: your career? Well, I, was, I mean, there's a lot, a lot to go, You know, we're, we want to go to conference, we want to go to bowl game. Uh, I don't feel like we've done enough yet. Uh, just excited
1: to see what we've got coming coming up this, this season, so yeah, just excited.
0: So that was Pono Davis kind of sounding off on, on some of the things this team wants to accomplish. Um, look, I mean, it, the defense I, – I think if this team is going to win a conference championship, the defense is going to be the reason more than the offense. And I think last year kind of showed that. Um, defense put put SMU in, in position to, to beat Memphis last year. Um, and, and, look, I mean – you can talk about the addition of Shane Bouchelle. He's going to make a huge difference for SMU um, when I think he takes over the starting job, but, you know, SMU's, SMU can score a ton of points. We saw it under Chad Morris, but they can go 500 in the regular season and be a non-factor um, come the end of the year. So I think the, the phrase defense wins championships is, is certainly um, something that rings true and, through fall camp, that's something that stood out to me when talking with people is that this defense and what Kevin Kane can do now with another year of depth, another year of experience in the, in the defense is going to be impressive. Um, I mean, I, I I don't want to, you know, set insane expectations because I think this conference will at the end of the day, statistically kind of skew a little bit, how well I think the defense might play. Um, But I mean, we've seen them rise to the occasion at multiple times last year. I mean, against Michigan, against Memphis, at times against UCF, for a half against TCU. um, And then certainly kind of as they got into the meat of the conference schedule, they did play really well. And and against Houston, too. Um, And they kind of had that anomaly against uh, Connecticut where no one was playing defense. But that's a part of developing their consistency, their culture, and all those things. And they're doing that so far in fall camp. And I've spent time, um, as, uh, some of you guys know, I've, um, spent some time covering recruiting now, um, in Louisiana f- for Louisiana Lafayette. And I was around the program just on Monday and the players there are very similar to the way SMU players are. They talked about the confidence in year two, um, you know, how impressive they can be and, and look, <laughs> I think. Kind of that that goes on both sides of the ball, defense and the offense. But I'm going to leave you guys kind of with this and wrap up the podcast after. But uh, nothing uh, shows more confidence in, in, than SMU's wide receiver group. I mean, they are a talented bunch, and that's why uh, James Prochet, uh certainly has uh, high expectations for them.
1: Best in the country, period. You know, like before uh, Rashad, we already had that potential, but just adding him here and his knowledge of the game would be tenfold better.
0: So there you go. Heard it from James Prochet, best in the country. And look, I mean, James Prochet, Reggie Roberson, um, CJ Sanders, if he's healthy, and some of these freshman receivers, and then guys like Judah Bell and Myron Galliard, kind of fitting in their roles. Um, there are high expectations for this receiver group, and and um, I don't necessarily think uh, you know they are best in the country, but they are right up there and and deserve to be in the conversation with with some of the other you know best wide receiver crews. Um, in the country. And um, so look, I mean, Shane Buschel is going to lean on him a lot and we'll hopefully get to see more and more and more of, of this team um, as kind of fall camp rolls along. Uh, we're not able to report on injuries guys, just FYI. And we're not really able to report on um, exact position groupings, but if you kind of pay attention and certainly read um, who's playing a lot and Um, who's impressing and all of those things uh, in our practice reports, you'll get an idea kind of who to expect to play a lot for SMU this year. But with that, we're going to wrap up this podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Please hit that subscribe button uh, on the podcast. And by the way, uh, a quick note, thank you guys to uh, all of you who subscribe to Ponystampede.com. We're at an all time high of members now. Um, who subscribe. It's been awesome. Uh, so many new additions with fall camp now rolling on. So thank you for subscribing. Thank you guys for spreading the word. Um, and if you haven't, talk to a friend and just say, hey, um, if you really want you know, the latest on SMU, head over to ponystampede.com. We have it all covered for you guys. So hope you guys have a great week and enjoyed this podcast. Thanks for listening.